This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi guys and welcome back to your weekly Stoke City podcast every step along the way. The season is officially coming to an end and this is going to be our final part of the season. We've got special guest Ben from the YYY Files. We have Liam, the author of Twin with Reykjavik, both making a return to the pod. We're going to be reviewing all the highs and lows from the season as well as your votes on various topics including player of the season, goal of the season, flop of the season... And of course, we're going to have a look ahead to next season and see exactly what it may have in store. So for the last time, sit back, relax and enjoy the final pod. Okay, okay then. So final uh, time this season, I'd like to welcome back uh, Dan and Andy. How you been, boys? You been okay? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Michael. Not too bad. The season has ended. Um, when does the next one start? Go on. Too soon. Yeah, not not great, mate. Not 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 great end to the season, but we'll get into that. Um, Andy, you've actually turned up for work on time this week, mate. Not been too early. Apart from me, you know, car having to have an oil change and a gasket replaced, um, everything seems to be going okay at the moment. Well, don't forget to send that money to Dan. You still owe him that, mate. I, I, I still owe Payday's at midnight. Actually. I'll send it over. <laughs> I should have kept that quiet. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, thanks guys for coming back. Uh, and I'm pleased to confirm that just like Michael O'Neill, we've decided to make multiple changes to the matchday squad. <laughs> so, welcome back to the pod. Ben from the YYY Files and Liam, the author of Twin with Vekovic. How are you doing, guys? You okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, you say that you're happy the season's over, right? But you know that half past three, like next Saturday, you're going to be sat there twiddling your thumbs, picking fluff from out your belly button, wondering what's going like. You're going to want football back. You know you are, lads. We don't even have the Euros. We don't even have a Euro tournament or a World Cup or anything until the winter. So it's going to be a long, hard summer. But at least we know that we're not going to lose on Saturday. So, Well, we'll find a way. This is Stoke. (laughs) To be fair, I, I, my, I did just say then, when does the next season start? I'm missing it already. Yeah, uh, well, give it time, mate. I mean, I, I, again, I know, again, I know, I know we're going to get into it, but uh, Ben, you're spot on, mate. We'll, we'll all be clamouring for football and we'll be watching the, you know, I don't know, Taiwanese under-16 matches because we're 
I don't know, just 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 an idea. I don't know. Do they even play? I don't know if they're playing play football under sixteen level in, in that division. But either way, I, I get your point. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna be clambering for it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was a not particularly happy end. I mean, let's just kick off in terms of like Coventry, I guess. I mean, obviously, I know us three went, and um, obviously, Liam. I'm assuming you didn't make the trip from Spain to watch Coventry, mate. I'm sure you weren't that enthralled. No, I wasn't. Uh, it was it was hard enough work watching it on the stream, to be honest. But uh, no, I didn't make it over for the last game of the season. Um, didn't book time off in advance, thinking that we might make the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, I watched it on on the screen and enjoyed the uh, the ambiance with the Radio Stoke commentators and and the Twitter crowd. Of oh, course, yeah, Twitter can be an interesting place. Um, what did you think of the performance? pretty boring oh, yeah um, we, well, we, we didn't lose which is you know maybe the only positive um nick Powell played which i guess is good but you know it's the end of the season so it doesn't really matter um i thought bersic played okay after the goal i guess um sparrow got some experience which is nice um trying to think of positives you know like well it, Lucas, I, I didn't even care. Um, but <laughs> we were poor, weren't we? We were we were pretty atrocious in that first half, and could have been three or four down. Defense and midfield, all at sea. Once again, we, we, it seems like every week or two weeks, maybe broken up by the odd good performance away, we just come up against a team that just look more organised than us, look fitter than us, look mm. more committed than we are. Even though Coventry had nothing to play for either. Just would have been nice to have a bit of a, you know, swashbuckling performance like they gave in the first half to cheer everybody up. But wasn't to be, but we, yeah. we didn't lose, which, you know, could have, could have got really nasty if we did go three or four down before half time, And we avoided that. So so we we move on, don't we? Well, after that first goal, you heard the boos. I mean, I think there was there was a moment when I can't remember who who took the shot, but he was one on one with 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 Bursic and he should have absolutely drilled into the net i don't know why he went for the near post when it was just easy just to slot it in but when that happened just the booze ringing out and i was thinking we should have as you rightly point out we should have been two or three nil down easily by that point it was getting a bit embarrassing but yeah i mean ben i don't know mate for, for me personally and i know you you go religiously uh typically and I, I mean, I just thought it was a, a really poor performance. You know, obviously Liam mentioned, you know, Powell um, didn't do anything wrong, but again, he's trying to find his fitness. I thought Klukas, I don't know about what you thought about Klukas, but one of his better games, funny enough, uh, which could probably probably actually be his last game, but one of his better games, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, he scored the goal, which helps. Um, yeah, to be fair, in his time at Stoke, he, he's he's been a decent goal scorer for us hasn't he he was was he top goal scorer that that second season down you know he's yeah i think on the whole he's been a decent signing hasn't he i think it's a shame that injuries and age have clearly caught up with him um and he and he's given us a last hurrah on the final day uh whether that is his last game i don't know i hope we sort of keep hold of him because i think he signed a new deal in the summer, didn't he? And I think what happened was he, he split the wages from the last year of his previous deal into two years. So he's essentially halved his salary. Mm. Um, so so if he, if that's what he's done, may as well keep him for another season as, as, as backup. He's not 
he's not terrible, is he, by any stretch? And if he can pull up a performance like that, having not played very well, um, or, or not played at all, rather, uh, he, he might be a good option. But, yeah, I thought it was strange overall for Coventry how we played a lot of players who, yeah, fine, give some players their, their last hurrahs and such. Whether Morgan Fox is one of those when he's in contract as well, I don't know. But just a odd way to go out, you know, unmotivated. No Tezgal. No I was itching for him to come on and then James <laughs> James Jester come on in his place. Um, yeah, yeah, it was an odd, really odd end to the season. Uh, I think from a, both both the club and the fans' point of view, uh, it's just sums up a very forgettable season. Yeah, and if anyone knows those listening to the pod, mate, we've obviously been praising James Chester all season. <laughs> Not. Uh, but if, yeah, actually, in fairness to the guy, he came on, he cleared the ball off the line, didn't he? So, you know, he, he did something right this year. In anyway. style as well. In style. Back heel off, off, off the line. line? <laughs> Clamouring yeah, for contract, isn't he? Once he just, but um, yeah, I mean, Dan, Andy, obviously, we, we were we're all together. I think we were hoping for Tezgal to kind of come on. Um, I think probably the injury probably scuppered that more than anything else I expect. But um, you mentioned Joe earlier on, and, and, and I think, Dan, we, we spoke about this quite a bit, but Joe did okay. I think there was a couple of times, again, he's always been prone to the to the flapping at crosses. Um, shot stopping, I can't really fault the guy for, but um, he, he flapped it a couple of things, didn't he, uh, a couple of times? Yeah, so the main issue, I think, um last Saturday was obviously the, the goal wasn't it? He sort of dived over the top of it and I think I said that to you didn't I straight away and you yeah. two sort of thought he'd maybe that was a bit a bit harsh but I watched it back and I definitely think he's he's sort of gone down in stages and he's gone down a bit sort of rigid on his knee and he's not without like obviously his body's not at the floor. He sort of left left a big sort of <laughs> put the ball through here kind of thing. And um but yeah, he obviously he did well with the the one you mentioned where the guy put it wide at the near post. Obviously, he stood up well and, and did well with that. And, you know, he could have crumbled because, let's face it, he's been sort of in and out the side all season. And for a goalkeeper, it's yeah, it's not usually something you, you see with keepers. And, you know, he, his confidence could have you know, sort of taken a hit after that goal and gone in, especially because Bonham, I think Bonham had probably not done anything to deserve being dropped as such. Um. I think he'd actually made quite, you know, put quite a few decent performances in. He's got his limitations. So the pressure sort of on Joe to, to come in and take the sheet back ready for next season, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, like I say, he could have crumbled a bit after that goal, but I didn't think he did. I thought he sort of start, st- stood up well to it. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's it's one of them. He's rusty, isn't it? And I, I, I must admit, I was, I've seen a report today while we're on that subject about Bournemouth wanting him apparently now. Um, Andy, what 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 do you think if we were to entertain a deal like that? What's the value of Joe Bursic right now? I think a lot of fans would love to say 10, 15, 20 million quid, but let's be honest, it's not going to be anywhere near that, is it? Well, obviously Bournemouth have been promoted and they're going to do what most promotion teams do and just buy, buy, buy and sell the players they don't want and probably come down again knowing promoted teams at the moment. But Bursic, I'd say he's not quite at that double figure mark yet, obviously. He's a young keeper, and young keepers don't normally go for a lot unless you're someone like a Gian Luigi Donnarumma, who went for about I think it was he was a free agent, but his value was about fifty million. He's Say a, that when you're drunk. Gian Luigi Donnarumma. <laughs> he was the player of the tournament for Italy in the Euros, but 
that's beside the point. Joe Bursic's a great keeper. He's shown what he's got. And I'd say around about seven or eight million. Not quite at that big mark, but I think with how it is, it's going to have to be a big offer to let him go because he's seen as that goalkeeper, which is the future of Stoke City's goalkeeping at the moment. Does does anyone here actually think we'd entertain a bid of eight million quid? That Ben's no. shaking his head. No. no. Sorry, I realise that people can't see me on camera <laughs> when they listen to a podcast. Why <laughs> we don't have ours on normally? No, true, true that. No, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, maybe so that we could get someone else, but realistically, they're not going to pay what we want, are they? Like, I think, and no. Andy said he's he's sort of the future for Stoke, and we need to hang on to these players as, as much as we can on until there's an offer we simply can't refuse. Let's get Asmir Begovic back. I've been talking about it for a few weeks. One of the best free players you're going to get this window from a goalkeeper perspective, I think. Just in terms of our level. Stephen and Zonzi said today he wants to play for another three or four years. So okay, I'm not, I wouldn't mind having, imagine him, Baker and Allen in the midfield. Oh. Oh, that's <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't get as excited. And Zonzi um, could play on his own in midfield in this division. <laughs> steady. Steady. Let's just get the whole gang back together. <laughs> Bojan back and Odin Wingy. On out of it. Shakiri's over in the MLS. Bring him back. Yeah, yes. Arnie's, Arnie's there. He's still around. Wilkinson, Wilco paid some minutes tonight, didn't he? Not a clue. I've not, I've not, not been watching it at all, mate, to be honest. But um, anyway, let's try and tie up the, the kind of Coventry side of things. Now, one thing, Dan, I need to got a bone to pick with you, mate. I said. When we were doing the awards, don't put anything out on on Twitter. Don't don't do anything like that. I sit down in the stadium, and I noticed you were busy teasing on Twitter little images <laughs> that people were guessing was Nick Powell's bloody X-ray. Uh, the amount of different guesses we had, and you were tweeting out the obviously the trophy that we gave to Josh um, at the end of the game, and luckily the, you know the club sorted us out for that, which was which was great. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. But uh, I mean, for anyone who didn't obviously catch it, yeah, we presented the um the actually the player of the season to to Timon, who everyone has been voting for with the man of the match polls throughout the entire season. Um, I think mine personally was Jacob Brown. I think it has to go to him. But Josh was has been immense. Um, so yeah, I just want to say yeah, thanks to the club for sorting that out. Firstly, um, because I know they didn't have to do that. Um, Dan, I think the girls enjoyed it, didn't they? From the faces uh, when, when we went on the yeah. pitch, they, they were pretty happy. Yeah, they were loving it. <laughs> she come off the the uh, sort of fray of the sort of eight year old said as we come off the pitch, she said, how hard is that grass? <laughs> it's not sludgy <laughs> like the park. I'm like, yeah, it's not like the park football pitch. <laughs> at least we know the grass is well kept at the ground. <laughs> it is for now, mate. They'll rip it all up. I think they do it every season, don't they? Yeah. Um, Cool. Okay. Well, don't want to kind of lay on uh, commentary anymore. We've got a lot more uh, interesting things uh, to talk about. But before we do that, uh, let's have a quick listen to see what Graham McGarry's had to say. He's been back for the final time this season. Like I said last week, the guy's not missed a single prediction. Now, obviously, he's not going to give us a score prediction, but he does have some interesting thoughts nonetheless. (laughs) 
Hello there, this is Graham McGarry back for our final look back on what's happened for Stoke City this season. The curtain came down, of course, on a season that's not going to be inserted in Stoke City's history, that's for sure. The facts and stats show that the Potters need a good close season of new recruits if they're to challenge for that possible return to the Premier League that all the supporters are desperate for. 23 home games played saw them win just 10. The top clubs with three and four wins better off. Away, seven wins was way below what will be required to be a top seven side next season. So a 14th placed overall finish left them eight points adrift of, dare I say it, Nathan Jones' side, Luton Town. So my final Potter's predictions for now anyway says that's not a massive points gap, you know, to claw back. Get Nick Powell signed up, had four or five quality signings, and the Potter's predictor will be a lot more positive than it was at the end of this particular season. Enjoy your summer. We'll see you back in July. Okay, cheers, Graham. Thank you very much for that. Um, and obviously, the call at the club has started to take uh, shape. So we've had a number of people uh, leave already. One of them, uh, Tom Ince. I- I've forgotten all about bloody Tom Ince, to be quite frank with you. Um, I just haven't even given him a second thought. Uh, pleased to see Chester leave. Uh, big shock there. Um, and then obviously, then we got Tommy Smith and, and obviously and Fletch uh, that have left as well. I think there's going to be a few more. I mean, we've we've mentioned Fox. Lucas potentially, obviously Joe Allen, Mario. The the calls, I don't think it's over. I think we're going to see a lot more people um, leave now. Obviously, Nick Powell's an interesting one. I mean, I mean Ben, thoughts on on Powell's contract situation, mate. I mean, I, my view on this at the minute is that you know, does he? I think we've got two options. I think either he stays on his current deal and just gets the one year extension, um, or I guess we could offer a two year deal. And he has to lower his money. Do you think it is almost as black and white as that as a decision, or do you think there's something else behind it? Um, I think we just need to offer him the contract. I, like, and and I and I imagine we will do. Um, there was a few players who who were not noted in that four players released statement, and I imagine if our intention was to release Nick Powell, then he would have been included in that. Um, I assume we'll offer to Allen and probably Brancic by the sounds of it. I don't know whether his deal is like automatic after a certain amount of games played. I imagine it could be at his age. Um, but yeah, Powell, I keep. And I'd probably give him the one-year deal option. Not not that I don't think that we should keep him for longer. You know, I know you guys talk on this pod all the time about, you know, Nick, Nick Powell's injury record. But, you know, 15 games of Nick Powell is... 15 games where we've got a higher chance of winning a football match in terms of Stoke City. You've seen what's happened without him this season and we've fell like a stone, haven't we? He, he, he's, he, he's up there with the top goal scorers this season. Um, I think our our biggest mistake was not really having a backup for him or not signing a suitable backup for him. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's what Vrancic was for, maybe. Um, but again, was always a risk at his age. We've been able to bring... Demarjo Wright Phillips in, and he 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 has broken to the team, but has played on the wing. I know there was talk about uh, maybe Philogene Badace sort of deputising for Powell in the number ten. Then he got injured. I I think we put too much reliance on an injury prone player. Um, I don't think that's Nick Powell's fault. Yes, he's got to put some work in in preseason if he wants to become the player that he wants to be. Um, so certainly for Stoke, he spoke about that in Duck Magazine, but. Uh, 
Yeah, keep him for goodness' sake. He's such he's such a good player at this level. You will not get another one like him. Well, Stoke certainly won't get another one like him anyway, given that deal. Okay, no worries. And I think it's for me. I I, I just got a horrible feeling. We're going to give him a one-year deal next season. He's going to score twenty goals. We aren't going to get promoted, and he's going to go up with another team. He's going to choose to run his contract down and leave. Just got a horrible fit. That'd be sod's law, that would, wouldn't it? And then it'd be like, oh, why haven't we signed him up to a three-year deal? And it's like, yeah, Captain Hindsight, well done. You know, it, I, I've just got a horrible feeling that that's going to be uh, the case. I mean, is anyone here saying you, you would give him a two- or three-year contract right now? I think I'm with Ben, personally. I I think a year is, is probably the right decision. What do you think, Liam? I mean, I'm a big fan of Powell. And I think, um, I think Ben's spot on in what he said, really, that when we were playing our best football, like, you know, the start of last season, it was because everything was going through Powell. He was finding pockets of space. He was making things happen. And the problem obviously was that he got injured. But as he, as Ben's alluded to, the, the problem was that we didn't have a plan B for that. I mean, Nick Powell is famous for getting injured. And it seemed like once he got injured, we just kind of sent 11 players out to do something, you know, do play football. There didn't seem to be any coherence after that. And I don't think we can afford to let him go because even if we only get 15, 20 games out of him, it's it's better than, than where we've been without him. Um, I would like to see us sign him up a bit longer, but he seems to be playing his cards close to his chest. I guess one of the things that we, we kind of forget when we when we talk about contracts is it's not just always a matter of, Oh, do Stoke want to keep him? It's whether the player wants to stay as well. Maybe, maybe he does see himself somewhere else in a year's time or two years time, but, but he seems settled here. He seems happy enough here in the area. I would love to see us keep him for two or three years and get, get more and more out of him. Try and keep him fit. Don't play him in needless games and, and let's see if he can score or create or, be responsible for 20 goals next season. And if he is, then we'll be a better team because of it. I think Dan mentioned this the other week, you know, about maybe we just need to accept he can't play two or three games a week. You know, we, we save him for the Saturday matches and then maybe a big high-profile match in the week if we need to. I think that's probably not a bad idea. And I don't think it's defeatist or anything of that kind. I think it, it's just band management. I think that's all it is. Um, anyway, in terms of people contracts we actually had some good news i think um obviously thompson has got his new contract uh, obviously jacob of course has got his and then jags has got another uh six months as well i mean andy what, what's your thoughts on those three extensions mate i'm assuming you can't really complain about any of them three you can't complain about any of them at all obviously jagielk has got the six months to one year extension it's probably there in case of Sutar picking up another injury because he's seen as that Sutar replacement, as I said before. Thompson, he's a versatile midfielder who can play attacking midfield or defensive midfield, and he can play a little bit out wide if needed, a right mid or a left mid. And he's he's just that player that you know when he's starting or he comes off the bench that something is potentially going to happen. And then Jacob Brown signed his extensions probably for the interest that he's on from West Ham and a few other clubs out there, including Rangers, you know, considering Scottish international, I'd understand why Rangers are interested and why he was probably interested in going in there. But if you lock a player down like Jacob Brown, who's won so many awards this season, it, it also shows how 
happy he is at Stoke and what sort of, you know, how his morale is around the team. And he seems like one of those players who is quite influential in the dressing room. Like, if he's not feeling good, then probably the team isn't feeling good. I think he's, he's I think his agents pulled a blinder. I mean, faking the West Ham interest and and all that. He's I think he's done an absolute sterling job, mate. To be honest, he's he's managed to get his uh, his player a new uh, bumper contract. Because let let's be honest, Jacob Brown ain't West Ham ready. He ain't. He's he's not a Premier League player. I, I think right he's now. struggled he's to one, get it onto the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, he's had one good season, and I tell you what, the guy's put uh, he's broken his balls this season to get himself in a place where he's he's bulked up, you know, he's flicking on. If, if he's, He needs another man up front with him. I think that's that's quite clear for me. But yeah. still, he is a different player. He deserves a new contract because I'd hate to, let's face it, it's what, 14 goals? Who wants to lose a 14-goal you know, season striker potentially? Uh, and he could do even better with a, a much better team around him next year. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the right decision. I think Thompson's been extremely unlucky. Uh, with his injuries, because when he's when he's played, Dan, he's look he's looked pretty decent, hasn't he? Yeah, that's um, obviously you. You think he could maybe fit in and sit with the uh, with Baker in the midfield, but every time he seems to get a run of games, Gary, he, just, he seems to pick up these niggling injuries, don't he? And he's ruled out for three or four weeks or even longer sometimes. And he he, we, he needs to sort of rid them if if we're going to be able to rely on him. I think that's what we we need a sort of a, a spine that's settled because then that's what we are, that's what we've missed in the second half of this season is people have been out injured then they've tried to come back from injuries they've got injuries again and we've chopped and changed right down the spine of the side and I think you know if, if obviously Baker's staying around we don't know about Joe Allen yet but obviously if he leaves and that that opens a gap up in midfield if Jordan Thompson's taking that he. Like I say, we need to keep him fit as well. On the subject of Jordan, uh, Jordan, of, of uh, Brown, sorry, Jacob Brown, you were saying he's not Premier League ready. And I think, in, in all honesty, I don't think he's quite there yet. He probably needs another 12 months. However, if there was one club and one Premier League striker you, you could liken him to, he's just probably a bit more stronger. Is it not Mikhail Antonio? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not as strong as Antonio in that, but he Antonio isn't a great footballer by any stretch. Of the Technically, I don't think, you know, I don't think he's he's up there with, you know, he he's not going to be out doing people with skill. He just does people with energy and pace and strength, and you know, he makes the most of what he's got, which is exactly what Jacob Brown does. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Anyway, because I'm going to come back to that. But uh, yeah, it'd be, I think we've made the right decision so far. Uh, Joe Allen, let's see what happens there. Again, no one's got a problem with Joe Allen. They've just got a problem with his wages. Um, I think that that's purely what it comes down to. Or else people wouldn't have such a, a kind of a grudge against him, I think, at times. So a very, very interesting uh, kind of close season uh, at this point. But um, OK, great. Well, in terms of the loan players, just very quickly, I want to just do a quick discuss on them so obviously we discussed it quite a bit last week and I'm not going to spend a, a load of time going over it but you know Bidace, Sawyers, Howard Ballas, Maja, Liam Moore, um, Liam what, what's your thoughts on those particular players mate is, is there any that you think A will get back and and or is there any particular ones that you think I, I really are interested if he doesn't come back again? Well I could, I'm not interested in in Moore to be honest um I think we can do better and cheaper 
and we probably already have better in our youth system and, and players that have been out on loan. I think Sawyers has to be a priority for us. Um, I think we've seen since he's come back from injury that we look a much better team with him in it. And he, he was another one that he was just hitting his stride and then we lost him through injury. And, you know, we, we and I'm guilty of this as well. We sit here and we, we bemoan the season and stuff, but we've had a lot of bad luck with injuries. Yeah. And um, he was one of those big ones that we lost. And I would love to have him here permanently. I think Howard Bellis has a lot of potential to improve and, and his value will improve as a result. Um, I think one of the problems we've had in previous years is we've signed a lot of late 20s, early 30s players that come into Stoke for one last payday, maybe one last chance to get promotion. And there's no resale value there. There's no real incentive to improve as a player because you're not going to make a big move when you're in your 30s from Stoke to a Premier League club. But, you know, these young players that we're signing do have ambitions to play you know for, for the likes of Manchester City where they where they're starting out and maybe going to Stoke and and picking up a few good performances along the way is the the route to doing that so I would love to see him back Major I'm not totally sure about I mean he's, he's he looks good in in spells is is quite expensive I guess for for the return that we've got from him this season I think but I wouldn't have a big problem if if we we had him back for a season uh, other than that, I, guess, I think, um, yeah, I think. I was say, sorry, mate. I was going to say, I guess it depends yeah. on Maja, though. If it's the three and a half million that's been rumoured, I think. Exactly. Again, I, I, I don't know. I think we've we've seen him at his best, funny enough, at the end of the season. Um, once he's settled in, actually. And we've, I, mean, I think we've admitted to it. We didn't think he was one of them players who was going to be able to, to run with the ball and take his man on. He wasn't showing that. And all of a sudden, it's like a, a bloody light switch gone off and... Uh, it makes you think, oh, should we have him back? And I, I would probably argue that O'Neill probably hasn't made his mind up yet. Hmm. I can't imagine how he could have done, because from what he's seen, maybe, maybe, I don't know, he's a professional manager. Maybe he has seen enough. Uh, obviously, they've seen four or five times a week, so maybe they has. But no, I, I, I think I think I understand, mate. Yeah, it's it'd be interesting. But I think either way, people slate O'Neill for some of his signings this season. Whereas, funny enough, I don't think the lone players we would have too many problems with. So, yeah, let's see how let's see how that pans out. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's go into uh, the kind of review of the actual uh, division in a bit more detail. Now, I'm not going to go game by game because nobody deserves to to relive that. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, now, it started obviously really really well with an attractive win over Reading. Uh, I mean. Tommy Smith turned into David Beckham with his delivery, if I remember rightly. Uh, you know, if we followed up the win versus Reading, uh, with obviously a win versus Fleetwood in the Cup, we drew away to Birmingham. We had a very comfortable away win against Swansea, which I, I remember we we should have even scored more than three, to be honest. Uh, then we beat Forest and Doncaster and several others then uh, for across a few games. I think the only um, bad game we had was against Fulham if I remember rightly, where clearly they were just the better team. Um, so the opening section of games was quite, really quite flawless. Now, it was looking great. Everyone's getting excited. 1st of October arrives. We beat West Brom. Everyone's now elated. Um, now, after that, it starts to get a little bit more shaky. We had no wins in five games after that one. Now, Dan and, and everyone else can feel free to chip in on this, but for me... After that West Brom game, 
that was the start of our decline for me. Uh, we couldn't put a string of back-to-back wins together for months. Uh, disappointing defeats. The home form dropped off a cliff. Dan, what was the turning point for you, mate? And because I mean, you, your your turning point might have been later than that, but for me, it was it was after that West Brom game. It all started to go downhill. I can tell you exactly where I was when the turning point was in the season. <laughs> I was what? sat in the cherry tree on the A34. <laughs> 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 I'd just been I'd just been to the uh, just been to the hospital for a scan on with the the missus and that with the baby. It was about 11 o'clock, so we'll go get something to eat before we go home. Sat there, checked my phone to see Harry Souter is injured on international duty with Australia. And I must have given it away because the missy says, what's up? <laughs> I was like, oh, I think the season's over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was like, don't be so dramatic, it's only football. But yeah, she looked on the stand. <laughs> But um, yeah, for me that was that was the the main point, and then it just sort of snowballed, didn't it? And within like a few days, we'd lost the goalkeeper Bursic on international. Like he injured his quad, didn't he, in the warm up for England on the twenty ones. We lost yeah. Jordan Thompson in training with Northern Ireland. We lost Harry Suter obviously during a game in Australia. So from like we we sent you know waved them off on international duty, and then none of them came back. <laughs> it was and then. As soon as we started playing again, Nick Powell broke his leg against Bournemouth. A couple of weeks later, Remain Sawyer's tears his muscle against QPR. And it's like, what? so we've got no goalkeeper, we've got no centre-half and possibly best defender in the league. We've got no defensive midfielder in Sawyer's. We've got no like, um, attacking midfielder in Powell. And then obviously the replacement for them, Thompson's out as well. With The best striker we've got at the club, I you know, at the time was Tyrese Campbell, and he's now being rushed back to fitness because he is now the plan B. <laughs> so he's not given a proper, you know, a proper chance to sort of bed himself back in. And I think that maybe ruined his season in the long run. So yeah, that those those four weeks there from November to like the start of December, I think that's sort of just destroyed the season for me. Ben, you were shaking, uh, not shaking, sorry, you were nodding your head quite a lot during that. Uh, I take it you agree. <laughs> yeah. If you could sum the season up in two words, it's Harry Suter. Uh, and it's as plain and as simple as that. When when he played, Stoke's defence is fragile. And I think we've known that for about five years now. As soon as we get hit on the counter-attack or we go under the cosh or under set pieces, we are fragile. You know, we've had some good defenders. Even this season, we've had some good defenders come in and fall under the pressure for whatever reason. Harry Souter is is not just a good player. He is a one in a million because he, with his with his presence and his technique, he he dispels any oncoming opponent attack before they've even started. And you think of all the goals that we give away because we've been passing it around the back stupidly or because someone's hit us on the counter, or even somebody's broken away. Suter stopped everything. Often before we'd even thought that there was even a chance coming for the opposition. As soon as you take that away, as soon as you take away that first line of defence, it is like literally not having a wall when you've got a free kick against you. Like, your, your other defenders, we left them open. And it completely tore down what Michael O'Neill was trying to do this season. Passing out from the back, you know, trying to limit the chances that the opposition gave. Clearly, we we crack under pressure. Um, 
you know, even players like Leo Ostergaard, you know, he was great when Harry Suter was next to him. Um, as soon as Suter got injured, Ostergaard was out of the team. He was sent back uh, and then he went back out on loan, didn't he? Uh, ben Wilmot, who I thought had a really excellent start to the season. Um, without Suter near him, he was either not playing or he was at right back. Um, we brought in, well, we brought in Danny Bart first, didn't we, to try and remedy that. And by God, Danny Bart is not Harry Suter in any sense of the word. And for as good as he's been, neither's Phil Jagielka. You know, he's been a great signing considering the circumstances and he's kept us afloat, but he's no Harry Suter. And we've had to compensate for that. We've had Taylor Howard Bellis, we've had Liam Moore, we've had a couple of youngsters, and we've just not found a defence that can that, that just has that such assurance that Harry Suter gives. And that's why... It's the reason why, strangely, I'm so positive for next season. He is going to be dynamite. He's going to be one well, of the best centre-backs in the league. I was going to say, that weirdly, and this probably sounds a bit of a strange question, is this the best thing that could have happened to us? And I, I say that in a way, right? So, obviously, we know the other players got injured, and we know Harris is as great as he is. He would not have stopped the Powell game. He wouldn't have been able to compensate for Powell and everyone else getting injured. And there was talks of twenty million pound offers about to come in from the Premier League in January. Um, do you think, in a really freaky roundabout way, that this has done as a favour because he could come back next season, have a great season with hopefully then a more fully fit team? I'll 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 counter that and let somebody else answer this. I think we'd have gone up if Harry Suter stayed fit. Andy, mate, if you can have Suter on that team. Fully fit with all the players that we know have been injured. Like, for example, if Powell could stay fit for more than three, four games at a time, you're sorted. With Baker, who's who's been a revelation. Oh, of course. I, I've said this multiple times. If you want to build a team next season, Sutar, Tymon, Baker, Brown and Allen, if you can keep him. And if you get a Campbell with a full preseason behind him, you build a team around them. It's mm. it's it's a scary thought, but it's one of those where one of those is going to be injured at a time, probably. Are you trying to say, Mike, that for once in the history of this football club, the stars are aligning <laughs> in a positive <laughs> way? That yeah, that that's what you I'm know? trying to get at, mate. Exactly oh, that. Yeah. So so basically, the, the the gems that we've got. Are you saying that injury is the only reason that there hasn't been interest for Suter Campbell? Powell, Bercy, <laughs> and it could be that they're only still here, maybe because they've been injured, and then that they were going to unleash them all together next season with the addition of people <laughs> like Baker, Tymon, and, and that's going to propel us to promotion. I love okay. your thoughts, Dan. I'm going to be honest, mate. My, heart, my heart's doing a flutter at the, 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 the thought of that <laughs> automatic promotion. You're going to get the bets on now. It's not. It's not very stoked. It's not very stoked, though, is it? We love this club because it's. There's always a twist around the corner. It's there's always something simple. happening. Yeah, but how good does that sound, though? If I mean, I'm not saying automatic promotion. I'm not saying that. Obviously, that of course that sounds good. But could the, could the actual stars align for us just for once? And that that's what I was getting at about the whole suitor thing. If he, if he would have. If he would have gone, which I'm th- I'm pretty confident, if we would have had an offer in the, in the in the January transfer window for twenty million quid, he's gone. There's no way I don't think the club are turning that down. Dan, uh, uh, sorry, Ben, you're shaking your head. You're not maybe not quite agreeing with that. Well, the stadium sale, I think, happened when was the loophole closed in the summer? 
I it think. was the it was the June, so I think. Yes. Actually, yeah. So 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 so, so the, a bit too far ahead, we I we'd already gave ourselves an extra life for the whole FFP thing, and any money that and and this is the case from now on, I think really any money from Suter, Campbell, Bursic, Powell, whoever else we can sell is pocket money to be able to go and use somewhere else. You know, I don't think we've got quite got the... We've not got to reduce much anymore. We've just got to maintain this is the level we're at now. Um, and I think we we wouldn't have turned it down. You look at what Blackburn did with Ben and Diaz. You know, he could have gone to Barcelona, for goodness sake, uh, with like six months left on his deal for 20 million quid. They didn't get rid of him because they know that if they get promoted, and by God, if he'd have stayed fit, they'd have got promoted. 100 million quid is way more... Is, well... Obviously, much better than twenty million quid. Um, I know it's not always guaranteed these things, but I, I, I honestly think that we'd have gone up, and if we'd have gone up, other players would have stayed to come on the journey with us. Um, would we have, you know? Yes, I think we've got a good chance to go again next season, but I, I, I really think circumstance we've missed out this season. It's a shame. Fair enough. And obviously, a forty-year-old uh, Jagielka would have been going up against Haaland. That would have been an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> but we wouldn't Jesus have signed him, Mike. We wouldn't have signed him because Suter would have been fit. <laughs> As it stands, though, ha- Haaland might be heading to Kenilworth Road next year. I wonder what he'll think about that. <laughs> oh my God! He's signed to play in all these fancy stadiums, and then he has someone's back garden to go through. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, um, now we do have a number of different like poll results and we, we put a lot of topics out there. But before I get on to that, just a couple of like key questions for me. OK, I suppose, A, have we had an identity this season in any of your eyes? Um, or do you think maybe the injuries have, have prevented it? And B, have the fans been too hard on O'Neill? Anyone can answer that. I'll let you think about it if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was to be honest. I was just about to make the point about um, the sort of the Mon Out Brigade kind of thing with uh, Ben then, and saying like you mentioned about Ben Brayton Diaz, and obviously his injury. Look how Blackburn capitulated with one injury. Look when Willett got injured at QPR. They averaged less than a point a game over about is it about nineteen twenty games. They've picked up mm-hmm. that fourteen points since he got injured. And it's. I know they've had other injuries and a lot of goalkeeping problems, but that's like one Five key man that's done once. that. Now we had all those injuries to all our key players <laughs> at one time, the side in one go. But apparently, according to certain people, injury. Everyone gets injuries. It's like <laughs> I don't think to that extent. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that they were they were pretty severe, and they were to very important footballs as well. Yeah, you normally have maybe one maximum or two key players out at a time, but we had four, five, six all out at the same time, which if you even do that to Fulham, they would have struggled. Yeah, I mean, the I know they've got a great have... team. Take Mitrovic out and they're struggling. They're, they're struggling. Take Mitrovic out of that team. Gone, they're not scoring as many as they do. <laughs> Sorry, Liam, you're going to say, mate. No, it's fine. The the fact that these injuries all happened right at the the point of the season where we're about to go into the you know, the deep winter, where you know you're playing two, three games a week and they're coming thick and fast, and we like we've just gone over it. We had a really good start to the season, and we've seen from other teams in this league 
to be one of those top six, you just need to put one good run of fixtures together. And we've never been able to do that since we came down. We've never had nine or ten games where we've won seven or eight of them. And, you know, just gone, you know, on fire. We just haven't happened. And we're losing those players when we were looking like we could go on a bit of a run, just just killed us. And it was a bit like death for by a thousand cuts in the end, you know, lose this guy, lose this guy, lose this guy. Suddenly you lose four in a row. Suddenly you blow a 3-0 lead at home. Suddenly the crowd are unhappy. Manager can't pick a team consistently game to game. We were never really that far away from the playoffs, but at the same time, we were just out of reach of the playoffs. We've seen other teams manage to, to pull up from down in 14th, 15th and get themselves up to 6th, 7th, 8th. And we just haven't been able to do it. And so I don't think big changes are needed. I think get those players back from injury, throw in a few new signings, get a settled side, get a settled formation, get a settled game plan. Let's let's do it and let's go and win some games and, and have <laughs> some excitement. What, what's been our problem at home, though? Because I know we could say, well, oh, the home fans, they're always getting on your back. I'll be honest, the fans have been next to like a bloody library most of the season. So I'm not going to say they've been getting constantly on the backs, but is it a mentality oh. thing? I, I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I mean, Dan, We've been unable his... to break on break teams down at home, have we? And we haven't been able yeah. to create enough chances. Stoke fans will get behind the team if they're producing, mm, if they're shooting, if they're, they're challenging the keeper. But we're just sort of meandering around midfield, defence, not going anywhere. Teams are coming at us and look much better than us. And again, losing Powell, just we lost that X factor that could unlock a defence and we were never able to replace it. Vancic looked good at the start of the season, but, you know, his set pieces dropped off. We're looking for someone who can do something different. It doesn't have to be like a someone who's got skill or anything. It could be someone who can put in a good delivery, good set piece. Long throw, you know, anything that can get you a goal when you're chasing the game or trying to... I think to we were the only team in the defense. league who didn't have a long throwing taker. We were. Mm-hmm. And, it was <laughs> and that's what we're watch. known for. <laughs> Surely if you're O'Neill or whatever, in fact, God, Rory Delap, they must He's have done coach. this in training and thought, right, everyone, take a throw. Every, all of you line up and throw <laughs> the ball as far as you can. <laughs> Every club surely gone, has to do no. that. Isn't that how we discovered Rory's long throw? Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, what was it? Was it was under the cosh, wasn't it? Did you hear Sorry, the story no. on the um, yeah on the uh, under the cosh with last last week their podcast? And he just they were just in the in the stadium just doing some shape work, and um, the lap just picks this ball up and just launches it. He's in. Terry Pierce is like whoa whoa whoa. It's stop, like a kid stop. in a sweet shop, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, what did you just do? He's like. <laughs> Do that again. Give it somebody. Give him a ball. It's like, <laughs> right, right. That's it. That's it. We're changing. We're changing. I tell you what, it's a bloody good job James Chester didn't find a long throw from somewhere. <laughs> oh, He's starting every game with that point. Do you know why Rory Delat was a long throwing taker though? He's a javelin player. He did javelin in his youth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think he would have like remembered that. <laughs> mentioned it somewhere. Yeah, he could have at least turned trained third. one or two of the players, couldn't he? To sort of throw it how he could. Are you saying that next time that we go and scout some youth players, we don't actually go to football academies, we go and look at kids' sports days? Like, yeah, yeah, we go to Northwood and and have a look at them first. Just get one of them. Why not? (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, 
Okay, let's uh, just run through a few of the, the topics uh, that we've put out on, online. There's a number of them, um, to be honest with you, but I'm going to come to you individually, uh, really, about two particular topics to, to begin with. So um, hopefully you've had a think about this, because I did pass it over to you earlier on, but um, favourite moment from the season. Now, this could be on the pitch, off the pitch, doesn't matter. Um, I'll give you mine first. And then I'll let you guys ramble on. So, favourite moment. Now, th- I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about this and I was struggling. <laughs> and um, I'd say I've got a few potentials. I mean, on the pitch, I think that win versus West Brom really, for me, was just start to finish a complete performance. You know, 1-0 didn't do us any justice whatsoever. Um, you know, Powell's great finish to, to, to win us the game. It made me realise just how good we really could be. And like we said, you know, kind of injuries derailed it from there. Um, off the pitch, um, I mean, selfishly, you know, again, it was this podcast, to be honest with you. You know, meeting up with Matthew who came over from the States. That that was that was great. You know, obviously, they, they wanted to meet up and have a chat. And that was that was really good to to meet a lot of people. And, um, you know, again... I think we've Ben, we've discussed this about the podcast and the, it previously, mate. You know, there's a lot of a lot of work. There's a lot of time and effort that that goes into them, and people really don't realise it's. I mean, we we spend all week on this. Um, so you know, obviously, we added Andy in the January uh, transfer window. Uh, we've had some amazing guests. When I think about it, you know, we've had obviously Liam, Ben, we've had Dicko, you know, Kieran Maguire, Lou Roberts, Ange Smith, Rory, Simon Lowe. Sophie, the her game two Can't ladies, Graham McGarry. I mean that that's pr- I'm pretty proud of that. I'm going to be honest. I think we've had a, a really good first season on the pod. So that's my favourite moments, if you like. Um, worst moments on the pitch. I'm going to be honest. Was the three 0 up and the the join three three against Cardiff. I think that was that was just just so stoke on it. Just a complete capitulation. Um, I think the other one was actually the one 0 loss at home to Blackpool. I thought that was just a shoddy performance. And again, obviously the endless injuries that are kind of contributed to all of the worst moments this season. But um, yeah, I'm really, really happy about the favourite moments. And I'm going to come to Andy. I'm going to go with you first, mate. Favourite moments and worst moment, please, mate. Some favourite moments for me include, obviously, my first away day that I ever had, and I couldn't have chosen a better ground than Luton away, could I? It was, it was one of those, I've mentioned it before, but you see the photos and you think, that, that can't be the way that you go into, and then you walk through it and you think, all right, so this has actually happened. There's no seating, it's just a standing area, and there's nothing reserved, and you just stand where you want, pretty much. And obviously, with me away days, I've experienced the 3-1 at West Brom, and that away day was something where it's like something that I never thought I'd experience a few years ago and doing it now, seeing how much passion there is with Stoke fans that you wouldn't see at a home game. It's, it's something that I wouldn't change for the world and hope I can experience it again next season. You don't Coming see that back, at Vale Park? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't see that at Vale Park. But um, obviously one of the favourite moments was being invited onto the pod as a permanent fixture, you know? A message was it like you put a post on the Facebook group saying who wants to be a guest on the pod? I went go on then, and then I joined you for the Christmas one, and then January transfer window we did the Josh Timon esque photo confirming <laughs> me as the fixture, um, permanent fixture for the pod, and then obviously witnessing our first win in London for seven years against QPR as well. That was 
That was a brilliant moment. But going on to the worst moments, I think everyone's going to mention it, but the 3-3 against Cardiff. And it could have been three or even four, four or even five, sorry, to Cardiff. And it was one of those where everyone was so confident that we were going to win. But we've said it multiple times, it's a Stoke thing to do to go and, you know, mess it up and draw and potentially even lose that game. And it was also one of those where the away games that, You've seen at home, we've played well, and then your form just drops off when you go away. And then next game, it's it's just an up and down season. And also seeing that, you know, all the players put in an effort, but nothing coming out. Like against Barnsley, I know we didn't play too well, but Lewis Baker getting the goal and just showing that Lewis Baker's a good player, that even though he can score from distance, it doesn't always mean that it's going to win your matches. And it just shows where we need to improve in the team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, Mr. Rowley, how about you? Um, best moment of the season for me. Um, I'm I'm going to go similar to Andy. It, it was that 3-1 against West Brom. Um, I was in the way for that. I was hammered. I was drinking <laughs> since 11 o'clock. Um, the first two goals I completely missed. I'm not going to lie. I think because they were odd goals in themselves, um, but possibly because I... I, because they happened so quickly, I just wasn't. The first goal was properly. confusing. No it one really knew what was. Happened. And then even the second, yeah. we took a quick free kick, and like yeah. it was just in the net. I was like, oh, okay. But the third one, it was just a perfect mantle because there was so much build up, and it was in the 90th minute, and and you could sense it coming. The crowd <laughs> were drawing the ball into the back of the net, and that was my first ever away league win following Stoke in I think 15 attempts or something. I remember um, you mentioning that the uh, you mentioned it a lot on the, uh... Twitter as well. Well, how could I not? And it and I, well, I thought when we went two one, I I thought that we were going to lose again, but no, we scored. <laughs> I I got pushed back two rows in the celebration. It, it was just fab, absolutely fab day out. Um, where had a random moment. man kiss me at West Brom. To be fair. <laughs> At the end of the game, he just grabbed me and said, come on then, kiss me on the cheek. And I just turned to my mate like, all right. It's weird that, because I remember like grabbing a man and, and no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, worst moment of the season. I think my angriest moment was Cardiff. Uh, at that point where it was 4-3, they scored the offside goal. I was out my seat, ready to go. It was only because I saw it was offside that I begrudgingly sat back down and went, fine, okay, I'll watch the rest of the game. Um, that's that, that would have been the second time in my Stoke supporting life that I left early at a game. I, I normally hate it, even at, you know, if we're losing by 5-0, I'll stay on my seat. Um, but actually, worst moment was when, and, and this is a bit personal, no one else is going to say this, um, was when Coventry away got cancelled because of COVID. Now, I I I did live in Nuneaton up until January, and I lived there for three years. And I was unable to go to Coventry away for this whole time. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. It's fallen on a Saturday at three o'clock near Christmas. I live 10 minutes away, and we're going to have one of the best away days ever. And then it got cancelled due to COVID. You know, the country was in a bad state as it was anyway at that point. And then when it did happen, I mean, we lost 1-0. It was on a Tuesday night. I come straight from work. I was driving. And, oh, my God. It was just such a bitter disappointment. I brought my girlfriend along for for her first ever away day, her, her second ever game. I just, oh, man, it just that. 
I still feel very bitter about that. And now I've moved away. So I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, Coventry isn't even my local derby anymore. I've got plenty next season, you know, West Brom, um, Birmingham. Wigan? So, well, no, Wigan's at the other end for me. Um, right. But uh, I might go to Wigan anyway. Wigan's fun, right? You can come with us, mate. We're, we're, I, going, we're definitely going Coventry. Yeah. I want, I want, um, I've got a list together of what away games we're doing. Have you? I want a yeah. northern kebab from Wigan. I want a pie witch. Party, oh, party chips and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lovely. Thank you, mate. Um, Daniel, sorry to leave you last names. Not, not personal, mate. Uh, Dan, <laughs> best and worst uh, moments, mate. I suppose it'd be easy to say like the West Brom home game, the West Brom away game. Uh, Try to be a bit different. I'd say best moments was probably like maybe even DiMaggio right Phillips in the first minute against Fulham just to pop that goal in and, and the place just erupted kind of thing and it was like it was a game that let's face it we go to the games and at least in January we still knew we've got a good side on the day we've got a side who can compete with anyone there's only been there's only really been Fulham away and Middlesbrough away wasn't there, that we've lost by more than one goal all season which I think has made it so much more frustrating that we haven't done anything because you know we're not as if we've been playing off the park very often but i think so we went into that game and to go one nil up in the first minute it was like oh hang on this team that are running away with the league they've just i think they did win was it seven back-to-back seven nil wins and in the days leading up to it so yeah we scored like 15 in the space of three games yeah, so we were like, like yeah, we were, it was, and then all of a sudden we were one 0 up, and it went. Not only that, it was the. I know he sort of tailed off a bit afterwards, but at the time, obviously, DiMaggio was like the next thing that had come off the the conveyor belt in the academy. Once he broke it in, he'd, he was electric in that um, Sky game. Was it? Uh, was it QPR? I know it wasn't QPR. It was, it was Hull. Hull, Hull away. He was on yeah. Sky. He was. That's why Clucas was good as well. Yeah, he was. Um, like I say he was electric in that game. He just sort of ran them ragged, and then he done this. And it was like, oh, you know, we've uncovered another superstar here. This is going to be amazing. He's also obviously got the links with obviously his his, his dad and granddad as well. So that sort of just made. And the, but obviously the, that game, Baker scored a cracking goal as well. Didn't quite pan out, but do you know what? It's funny as well. Leaving that game, I saw people smiling. We may have lost three two. But people were actually saying, you know what, that was a damn good game of football. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was really good. And I think they were, because it was Fulham, it was like sort of a half-expected defeat. But at the same time, or it was I don't know, maybe an acceptable defeat. I don't know what the right word to use would be. But it wasn't one to get angry about. And I think people were happy to be entertained with it. And uh, we scored, scored two good goals. Um, and yeah, but just came off a bit short. Uh, as for worst, I'd actually say it was Blackpool at home because yeah. I think is it Black- yeah Blackpool. Uh, no, sorry, Cardiff at home because I think that was like six games we'd gone without a win after that, and I think we'd played three two. We played Barnsley, drew with them, drew with Peterborough, and then lost to Cardiff all in the space of about a week. And I think it was at that point, it was like middle of March. And at that point, it was like, yeah, the season's over. <laughs> we, yeah. we we got into them three games thinking three wins here and we could be back in and around the top six. Yeah. And instead, it was like we, we couldn't beat the three in the bottom four at the time. That Cardiff we, away was awful. 
Yeah, like we just played three of the bottom four sides. Yeah, we played three of the bottom four sides in the league and managed to pick up two points. It's like, yeah, this is season over. And I think at that point as well, I think O'Neill's job was maybe the fans were very close to turning quite badly at that point. He needed the run that that followed just just to keep that at bay. Fair enough. And Liam, how about you? Have, have they left you anything to go with here, mate? We've discussed a lot there. <laughs> or are you just going to say, yeah, everyone else? <laughs> yeah, everyone else. No, well, I'll try and add a bit of variety to this. Um, let's see. So I think Nottingham Forest at home, five minutes to go, one nil up. Forest have a free kick. They balloon it into orbit and the pure shithousery of our announcer to then come on and say, oh, by the way, all the trains back to Nottingham. Yeah, that, that was a good moment. Absolute <laughs> pure honest. shithousery. And we just have to wait for something like that to happen, didn't we? I mean, it, it happened the year before with Derby fans at the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just love those little moments where you can, you know, really... You always say it with a smirk and the voice, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you really say You just hear that, the holding back the laughter. And then I guess, like, conversely to that, Nottingham Forest away, you know, really took the wind out of our sails to not win that game. Obviously, it wasn't the worst moment of the season, but it was a big blow for us. And again, just we just couldn't get that consistency. And, you know, if we'd have won that game, who knows what could have happened. And it really took the wind out of our sails. And, um, you know, it would have been nice to win at the city ground, wouldn't it, again? But it wasn't the worst moment of the season, but it was it was a bit of a downer at the time. And it kind of led to more bad things, I think, afterwards. Yeah, lovely. No, go, I, go down I, can bad I add there? one last oh, one? Go on, hurry up. So um, nice. <laughs> it's, it's sort of a joint worst and best at the same time. So Blackburn away, I couldn't get a seat on the coach, so I had to drive up. I had to go get my mate from Derby at the same time. Arrived there as kickoff was happening. Had to run for the ticket office as we kicked off. Had to run up about six, seven flights of stairs. Just about got to my seat and then Jacob Brown scored. At least you didn't miss it, mate. I know. If I was any later, I wouldn't have seen the goal. Oh, yeah, and bread being thrown at me in away games. (laughs) Yeah, I know know what someone's going to say here about the bread (laughs) down the pants. Was no, no. Was no. <laughs> I, was just, I was just saying um, what you said. Um, we were saying then about the Nottingham Forest game. I had to find the Josh Time and goal from that game the other day for something that may pop up later on this podcast. If it all, if the quiz at the end comes, if it ends level, that's needed for the tiebreak. <laughs> and uh, I'll just sort of top, the top comments on it said for a Nottingham Forest fan. Stoke showing us how to play Premier League promotion football. All we play is relegation football. <laughs> well, how to oh, how's the turntables? <laughs> right. Okay. Fine. We best fi- uh, fire through um, these categories really quickly. I think. Okay. So, uh, player of the season. Now, I know we had the the one of the course of the year, but I did put a new one out for actual overall player of the season. So. Um, so in terms of it was well, there was a couple of options, but. You're not going to be surprised to see that Brown won it with 70%. Uh, 25% went with Josh Tymon. Um, just very quickly, I don't suppose anyone's got any arguments with that. Brown mm. pips that. No. no now, I you see, I Ooh. said to you, didn't I, a few months Here ago. Here we go. You have to be contentious, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I said to you, what did I say to you 
uh, to start the season when I said about doing these man of the match polls to do our, our player of the season. I said, you get to the end of the season and your player of the season may as well be played good from February onwards. Now, I'm not saying Jacob Brown was crap before that, but Josh Tymon for me was consistent from August through till May, or the most consistent player. Brown had spells where he was off it for a bit, you know, in and out, whatever, but he's been hot for the last three months. And that's what people remember when they come to decide who the player of the season is in May. So you disagree with the majority of the... I think Josh Tymon was my player. I think we I think we got the right player, to be personally honest. We can't say it's different because we gave him an award. <laughs> he's, hold, he's holding us. <laughs> OK, well, OK, well, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that, but fine. Um, OK, so young player of the season, which is 22 and under. Um, Tymon, 90%. So there's your complete turnaround. And there's a scattering of the odd percents here are there for Bursic, Wilmot and, and obviously Harwood Ballis. Um I mean there's no there's no one else even in contention, is there? Uh, alongside Timon really. It's it's gotta be a clear a clear winner, surely. I saw a comment on that of someone saying Connor Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice thought to be fair. I know he's out on loan, but technically he is still our player. And in fairness, I, me personally, I'd have had young player of the season as under 21, and that ruled time and out for me. So I put Bursic, simply okay. because I thought he was the best goalkeeper of the three and actually enabled us to play pretty well. He was actually the only goalkeeper that played for us to have more wins than losses, interestingly. Ben's coming out with the facts already. Oh! Yeah. He's, he's, done, he's, he's done your it's stats, mate. We're not, we're not doing any stats this week, Ben. <laughs> that, does that mean I win by default? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Done. Um, okay. Excuse me. I have this season. <laughs> I don't know who's. I don't know who's been talking to Andy, but I've got a notebook here full of them. <laughs> well, I'll let you save them. Um, anyway, goal of the season. Now, um, I'm, I'll give you the options first, and then I'm. I'm going. I'm not going to tell you what everyone's voted for. I'm going to let you let you decide. So, Wilmot versus Preston, Timon versus Forest, Powell versus Hull, Campbell versus Birmingham. Um, quick fire round Liam which one of them is yours I went for Wilmot because I mean he hit it from somewhere near the Hemheath pub I think and it was just <laughs> fantastic I was there for it as well which you know it wasn't it's a shame it didn't matter in the end I think we lost to Preston but it was such a good goal um, nothing else was happening at that point and yeah you, it was a thunder bastard <laughs> I love that term. term. Uh, I like that. We'll use that one. Uh, ben, who scored that own goal for Huddersfield when Lewis <laughs> Baker? Put... Somebody, oh, some the own goal. Yeah, somebody oh, backheeled it right. And it, Jake Livermore, like... it was their captain. Was it? Someone put yeah, the ball straight across the box, through, and it was um, Johnson's legs, didn't he? That's a fabulous finish. So yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd potentially say that had the most skill about it and we didn't even score it. Uh, yeah, it's Wilmot for me. Like Josh Timers was a great team goal, um, but Wilmot's was one in a million. Bolt out of the blue. Just, yeah, I, I mean, he had to have a haircut because of it. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a haircut like yours now, mate. Oh, I know. In fact, I couldn't recognise him after he scored that. I think, who's this new signing we've got? Do you reckon this means that I can get on the pitch next season? Maybe, hey, mate. Might as well, mate. If we need, we need a go, get, buy a Wilmot shirt from the club shop. Hey, that's a good ben, idea, actually. Ben Wilmot's struggling to get on the pitch at the minute. <laughs> at the just very worst, I could do a meet it? and greet, right? I was having a <laughs> Yeah. Send him well, a message over. Just say, I'll take your place this week, mate. 
And if everyone starts slating him, you can come out on your socials and say, look, it was me. <laughs> I must admit, I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speaking for you two here, but obviously Dan and Andy, we, we were there with the kids. And obviously Josh, I think it was his like second game or something like that. And we were all right behind it, weren't we, for the for the Wilmot goal. Yeah. And yeah. it was slow motion. Like, it's going in. It's a bit like the crouch goal. Like, what the heck's going on in slow motion? Don't like that. I wasn't there. Oh, we know. for the crouch one. Oh, crap, yeah, well, let's not yeah. go into that one, but yeah, you poor sod. Um, but yeah, so I think Wilmot easily wins that one, and everyone else agreed, really. I will, I will give a goal. Up. You know, if we are including pre-season goals, I think Fletcher's, no, Fletcher's bicycle kick in pre-season. Yeah, I do that every That's week, um, <laughs> I'll come down with you this week then and see you and have a look. Yeah, you're not invited. Um, I, wonder so, if, yeah. I wonder if we were the only side. <laughs> I wonder if we were the only side to get the official goal of the month twice. This season, because Timon and Wilbot both won, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, we got something. We won something. Goal, <laughs> One goal we've not mentioned that, but Powell's goal against West Brom. That was that hell was of a, a chip. hell of a chip. It was lovely ball through as well. One tip for him. Yeah, that, Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, Smith. I it was Smith. I think pretty, pretty sure it was. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure it was, it was yeah. Smith. It's one of, like we said before with Wilmot, it's one of Chester's only good things he's done this season besides cleaning the ball off that line. Yeah, well, anyway, Wilmot got it with 75. And believe it or not, Tyrese's goal versus Birmingham got 1%. So thank you for Tyrese's dad for, for voting for him on that one. <laughs> that was a good goal, me and Dan's, oh, even though we were blinded by the sun. Yeah, it was like no. a, it was a reenacting Ricardo for yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. The same opponent, same end. <laughs> One interesting one that Dan, you you came up with this man. I didn't know that. I didn't actually know about this one. But um, if only he played the forty-six poll. So this was very interesting. I thought. Um, so Suter secured fifty-six percent of the votes, and Baker got thirty-one percent. Now I get why people have gone with Suter because I doubt we would have conceded so many, and that obviously that leads to wins. But I'd love to see a whole season of Baker. I mean, that that really excites me, considering what he's been doing. Um, anyone disagree with Suter, 56%, if, if he'd only played 46 games? It sounds to me like, Ben, you'd probably agree with that. I'd have said Baker. Ooh, well, to, to be fair, I'd have said Suter up until we signed Baker. So, so Suter's like vice, but like Baker's got... So much experience, isn't he, from being at Chelsea? I know, yes, he might not have so much experience on the pitch, but he's played loads of championship clubs. He's been abroad. He's clearly got such a professional attitude. You can see him on the pitch. He's basically captain anyway. Yeah. Um, I reckon he could really take on that role because he's an established player and probably that responsibility is is not a massive burden on him. I'm not saying that it would be for Suter. I think it would be great for him, but I just wonder let him have another season, just getting back from injury and concentrating on his game and then we'll we'll see how it goes. But Baker for me is is, is a shoe in. Yeah, I'll add that to that point about like you've just made there, Ben. You remember when he was at Vitesse in the Netherlands League? Twenty goals and eleven assists in seventy three games there. Was it what what England tournament was it? Was it England under eighteen? So I think we won the whole thing, didn't we? Or something. Yeah, I believe and he was top goal scorer. Yeah, he scored <laughs> like However, was it like five or six goals in the tournament? Just yeah. And this what did he do when he came here? He just did it's that. Look. Well, I would say maybe that's the Nick Powell replacement. He can play in that attacking midfield spot. He can play attacking midfield. He can play a little bit out wide if he wants, and he can play defensive midfield. He's like but a... the thing. I don't think he need. I don't think he needs to play attacking midfield because he sits deeper and that he finds the space. If you push him further forward, you're gonna he's gonna find he's gonna get less space. 
he, he just picks the ball up and he's got such a long, good long range shot on him. He can pick the final corners. I agree. I think he's better but, from deep. To be fair, have a look at some of the finishes from his under 18s yeah, for England. Been, it, some of them were out. One of them he scored for Chelsea, like just did oh. a black heel over a keeper or something, didn't he? Just out of nowhere. Uh, how he's not made it at a Premier League club? I, he's been he's he's been more unlucky than Stoker. It's from Chelsea though, isn't he? Everyone yeah. from Chelsea just gets sent out think, on loan. Do you think with Chelsea he he was that good? They wanted to keep him around in case they wanted him eventually. He only played two games for him, didn't he? Yeah, but do you, is it like, he was on a six-year deal, wasn't he? Like <laughs> clearly they thought he was a great player. And, yeah, we'll and, look, and he is. But we won't get rid of him. We're going to get rid of him because he may just make that next step up to us, and he never quite. They they were improving and obviously bringing players in as he was getting older, and he never quite got to that level where they were giving the chance. You look but, at that Chelsea midfield now, though, we wouldn't get into it. And you think Hello. if he wasn't if he wasn't as good as he was, they'd have released him a long time ago and just like him, sold true. him sold him for three, four, five million quid. And just right. man finally seeing his potential. May I remind everyone that Chelsea let go of Kevin De Bruyne and Lukaku, <laughs> which they brought back, and Salah. There's, there's a few, and Salah. There's a few <laughs> others in the list that you think who Chelsea will let go of, and you just go, if they kept them, the team that they would have, they wouldn't have spent half the money, and they probably wouldn't have had, you know, the transfer ban they had. <laughs> Two things with Baker as well, like you were saying there, Ben, is is his drive, and you can see how on the pitch how frustrated he gets when thing when things aren't perfect and he pushes people but he doesn't do it in a his body language isn't in a negative way either it, like how he sort of G's other people up and gets them going and like you say he is a captain without the armband isn't he and the other thing the other positive for Stoke on Lewis Baker is he hasn't got a lot of time left although this is his breakthrough season really and he's now settled as a footballer He's not 21, 22. He's not 23. He's 27 years old. So he himself is going, he's thinking, I want to, if I want to play Premier League football, I need to get this club promoted now, you know, this season or next season. I need to be pushing this club on. He's going to be pushing himself on. And he's probably thinking he wants to get Stoke to the Premier League. But if Stoke aren't going to be, coming with him eventually you'll probably want so well I'm going to be there myself you either coming with me or you don't <laughs> I'd love to see us get promoted and then him score against Chelsea or something like that <laughs> that would just be one of those things which obviously teams have done, Stoke players have done it before against former teams but I think that would just be one of those where it's just a punch to punch to the stomach for Chelsea really wouldn't it because he, if he was given that chance like they gave Mount a chance like with Frank Lampard and that he would have been I don't think Stoke would ever be really on his radar if he was in that first team. He also scores a lot of late goals, which is positive. Something a, we, we don't do. He's got us quite a few draws, yeah, I'll be I honest. Think he, I think I was looking at I think the earliest he scored in a match is like the 58th minute. And you think he scored eight goals. I think like four of them were in injury time as well. You think, but you've got Barnsley. Yeah, we don't no, his earliest goal was late. against Cardiff. So we away, if we can... Yeah, if we can obviously like if he can keep that up, and that just shows you know when the pressure's on at the end of a game, when when we've been looking around and needing somebody to produce the goods, maybe we've found somebody now. 
well, linking out, linking out. So, and you know, f- funny enough, actually, uh, one thing you mentioned, um, Ben, about you know, captain or future captain. Um, I was interested to get your thoughts on this. So, if Allen stays, obviously Suter comes back. If it was Baker, Suter, Jagielka, and Allen, who gets man of the match? Uh, man of the match. <laughs> Hopefully, all <laughs> no, of them. Who gets um, the captain's armband? Oh, it's it's. That's a tricky one. That <laughs> it, it is because do you take it off Alan? Probably. Like like, I think we should for longevity, but you don't, dear. I I guess. As as life, I handed it it down to Shawcross and and look what happened. So if Alan's of the same mold, maybe he should go. You know what? Yes, you can you can have it, but then. You know the club will probably argue because Alan, if he does sign on, will be our highest earner. I've I've got no doubt about that. So, you know, you probably got to make him captain to justify that as well. Um, but personally, I, I I can't see us keeping him both for the want of Alan to go and play in Wales. Fair play, he's a human being. He's had a crap time at Stoke, relatively. You know, personal disappointment. Let him go and 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 do his thing. But also, like as as good as a player Alan is, and I, and I think he is, particularly with Baker, he's been great. Um, he's he's not really been the best at anything, and I know you don't have to be for a midfielder. Like like to be fair, his intercepting is is up there with with the best. But other than that, I I think we can get that from a different player. I think the reason why we've struggled at Stoke because we, we don't have that player. We don't have that player that can do what Alan does, maybe apart from Baker now, to some extent. But I think, again, for longevity, we we need to cut our ties and try again. You know, because if if we don't go up with Alan this time, well, we've got to get someone else eventually. I think now now is the time to go, you know what, Alan, thank you very much for six years of service, six years of great service. We're gonna try with somebody else. Yeah, mate. Fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'd have to agree with you there. Um, and I think Alan's one of them players. I think who will happily, not happily, but he will hand it down because I think unofficially, you know, he's, he's going to be there anyway. He's going to be having chats. I mean, Suter should probably be vice uh, captain to be honest. Again, making the new Shawcross. Um, so either way, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I've just got a feeling he, I think he likes Baker a lot and he knows he can build the team around him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, um, the one final uh, section I wanted to ask everyone about is actually you, and as I said this on the tweet, get your crystal balls out, right? So I put the options out there. Uh, Obviously, automatic promotion, playoffs, mid-table or bottom half. Next season, Dan, I'm going to come to you first. Next season, where does Stoke finish? I'll repeat the question I asked you on Twitter. Where's the where's the champions section? And I said, let's <clears> keep it realistic. Dan, <laughs> don't go there. We're not having no. No, we're, we're not going to have an hour debate. Not, um, I would say we are going to be definitely in the top half, and I would hope that we are in the top six. You can't have two. I've asked you for one, not two. I've just told you where my head and my heart are. So you're going for eight. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah. All right. Well, I'm saying I'm saying you're you're not confident on playoffs, Sarah. She would have said it. So you're you're mid table, uh, Liam. <laughs> what, what are you having, mate? Um, playoffs. 
playoffs. Ben? Ninth, exactly. Okay. And Andy, I don't think I've had yours, mate. You haven't, but if injuries are going our way and we don't have what we had this season and we do some good business and we keep on to the players that we want, I'm saying playoffs just falling short of automatics. Well, I'm committing 100,000% to the playoffs. And I think we'll win them. There we go. There you go. I'm on the button now. Um, okay, <laughs> right. So, that pretty much finishes up in some respects. Um, I know we've got a quiz. Now, I haven't got a clue what Dan's got planned for this quiz. The only thing I do know is that we're in teams. Now, knowing Dan, if any of you have followed it, which I'm sure you have, this is about Berahino's mum, her grandchildren, and also James Chester's favourite mistake of the season. So, Dan, (laughs) over to you. Right, I'll give you the quiz in a minute. I have got some season statistics here, which... May I'm going to keep you brief. I'll just run through them very quickly. There's some Don't that, make us sad. Right. There's some where basically we are where we are in the league, to be honest. But there's one that surprised me. Do you know we had the fourth oldest average age side? Where, 25.77 years. Exactly which is the Jaguar. fourth oldest <laughs> side in the, in the division. I said that terribly, but yeah. <laughs> I, thought we were, I thought we were one of the younger sides, but it turns out no. We were up until about November. We until we sound till Jackie Jackie Elka arrived. I suppose we shouldn't keep bringing Stephen Fletcher off the bench either. No, Um, that might help. Yeah, the only player who got in any of the top ten for statistics really was Josh Timon with two hundred and two crosses and fourteen nutmegs. Yes, fourteen. We won. We won a title in some response. Yes, he was the highest in the. uh, Can you name any of them? I can't think of it. I can't think of any. Uh, Bristol. He nutmegged that defender. He probably did. Two against at least two against a Swansea or something like that. I think he did three on the opening day against Reading. Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, ask, who on earth is counting these nutmegs? That's it's a, it's a bit like touches. Do have the, I know they have stuff. those like trackers and things like that, but they won't count nutmegs, surely. No, I want that can't job. Tell. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there watching the game. There's one. To be fair, it must be quite easy to count because the crowd goes, ooh, for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) So even if you're not looking, you just press press the... Exactly, yeah, you just assume it's a nutmeg. Well, if Bidace was here from the start of the season and kept fit with those step-overs he does, he would have probably taken the top of that chart. (laughs) Maybe it's just a lie. Maybe we just... Maybe they just made it up. (laughs) I assume it's him. It's probably this guy. I'm going to find that tweet now. I'm going to just tweet back. Where's your proof? <laughs> they send a photo of every single one to you. <laughs> um, anyway, Josh Diamond played 3,859 minutes, which is more than anyone else. Uh, Joe Allen made 1,730 passes, more than anyone else. Wow. Well, not that many more than anyone else, but that was the most. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> Baker had the highest pass accuracy of 84%. And Lewis Baker also had the highest pass accuracy in the opposition's half, 79.5%. That's very good. Um, Joe Allen had 315 recoveries, which tied in with what Ben was saying, is very good at winning the ball back. Um, Jacob Brown won the most aerial duels, 116. But listen to this if you want to know where Harry Suter excels. So there was two players who got 
over 60% of aerial dual success. So there's only two players got over 60%. Danny Bart actually did very well, got 75%. Harry Souter, 79% of his aerial success. So, yeah, that's what we lost when he got injured. Did any of you see that lost... chart that was put out about Harry Souter and how good of a defender he actually is? Basically the perfect player. He's the perfect player. player in yeah. Lab, it's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's six foot seven. You can't go wrong. No. And he, Harry Suter also won 78.6% of his tackles oh with uh, Bart, Tymon and Jagielka, the only three to get 70% or plus as well. So, yeah, some, some interesting ones there. I think it shows how much we missed Suter. Shows we're not on that team, does it really? And how good, uh, obviously, how much of an impact Baker also made to the midfield. It's interesting with like the 538 um, like recoveries from Allen. I, I thought you know, that's only a couple less than how many times Nick Powell's recovered from injury this season. <laughs> Can't be doing that now. <sighs> Sorry. At least, at, least you've, at least you've strayed away from a James Chester joke for once. Yeah, I can't make that next season. I'm just getting him in now while I can. No, you can still do it. He'll be back to defensive coach. Right, Dan, you better move on. Time for your mastermind quiz. So, are you pairing up? Who, who are you going with? Who, who are you pairing with, Andy? Who do you want? Well, I'll go. I think we discussed this earlier, but I think I'll go with Mike. Yeah, two guests versus the two, um, you know, best-looking people on the Seems planet. fair. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. There's some cracking-looking lads in this room tonight. I'm going to be honest. There's only two of them. Good guests. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just hear a purr from Liam? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dad. Sorry. So, right. So you've picked your partner. So, Ben, Liam, you can go first. Do you want... In this first section is name that team. Do you want team number one or team number two? Oh, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't know. Liam, go for it. Um, number, number one. Number one. So can you name... And you'll have... 90 seconds to name the team that beat Red in 3-2 on the opening day of the season. Starting... <laughs> now. Oh. Suter. Tommy Smith. Josh Tyman. Allen. Ostergaard. Wilmot. Powell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd have been you've in midfield s- with Alan? You've got six so far. Do, if we just name 25 players, do we win? I guess so. No, that's cheating, that is. You can't just name the whole first team. Hang on, hang on. After uh, 90 seconds, you've Branchich. got to name your side. How about Ooh. that? Branchich. Oh, right, okay. We've got to name the side after... Oh, okay, right. We've got to name the 11. Well, Jacob Brown. Right, I think the defence is fine because that's going to be Bersic, Suter, Wilmot, Ostergaard, I think. And then you've got Tymon and Smith. Allen's going to be in there. Probably Vrancic. Brown. Powell. So that's nine. Powell. And just one more. Snow Surge came on. Scored the winner. Yeah. Who scored for us? Yeah, Powell did score. And it was an own goal. Liam Moore scored that day as well. Do we get a bonus point oh, for that? Yeah, he scored for Reading on that day. Um, oh, I can't think who that last player would be. We're just going to have to guess that last one. It might have been Fletcher or somebody. It wasn't 
five, four, three. No, I can't two, believe it was a bat. One. Right. So that's your 90 seconds. So who's in goal? Basic. Correct. Excellent. Who are you putting as your back five? The the ones we said, Liam, do you think? So yeah. Suter, Wilmot, Ostergaard, Smith and Tymon. So Suter, Wilmot, mm-hmm. Tymon, Ostergaard. You want one more because it was about five. Smith. Smith. So Tommy Smith was at right wing back. Josh Tymon was at left wing back. The three centre halves were Ben Wilmot. Danny Bart oh. and, Morgan, <laughs> and Morgan Fox. Oh, hey? what? <laughs> yes, How Harry Suter missed the first game of the season because he you know, he just got back from international duty. Oh. He played against Fleetwood and scored scored the first goal against Fleetwood yeah, in the cup a few days later. Um, midfield? Alan. Alan. Branchich. Yeah. Branchich. And one more. Al. Powell? Did he count or was he a forward? He was a midfielder in this game. Oh, he wonderful. Was. So he did play then, thank you. We'll say Powell. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just giving it away um, there. And, See, and we're, we're, we'll coax it out of you. Playing the mind games. <laughs> no, you'd, you'd say I'd taken Powell as your answer wherever okay, he was right fine. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, yes, he's a midfielder. I'm That's taking it. him off. And your front two? Brown. Yes, the ever, the ever Brown. I think it, it wasn't Surridge. Shall we go with Fletcher? I think it's got to be. Yeah. Stephen Fletcher? Mm-hmm. Well done. That's a hey, good, hey, good, hey. good answer well that done, is. Boys. Good so, so I'll, I'll take that. Nine out of 11. Though. Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox Morgan started Fox the season and back. Morgan Fox finishes it. <laughs> he played at centre-back as well in the last game of the season. He did. So you can tell me now. Ben, Liam, were you happy with question one? Because question two, which the other guys have got to answer now, is the team that beat Wigan 2-0 in the FA Cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hate us, don't you, Mike? You're 90 oh, seconds Man, You hate us, don't now. you? You've got 90 seconds, and then I want your team. Madger played. I know that for a fact. It was his first game. Um, did we play four-back? It, it, it's got to be one of those first games where it was a fullback, surely. Yeah. Go, um, go, go I went to this then. game. Um, <laughs> Alan played in centre mid, and we were discussing this because I remember Dan wanted Porter and all them to start. Um, time has um, got to be in the team. I know that for a fact. Well, Brown's um, in the team. He's got to be mate because he he scored one of the goals. Yeah, but I believe he came off the bench because oh, he came off bench, and then that it. player got sent off, didn't they? Um, right. Emery came off the bench as well, and Campbell. Okay, so let's let's, let's start. Let's start from the back. So Bursic was in goal. goal. Yeah. Uh, Wilmot, Wilmot at right back because he overtook Smith, didn't he? Really? Because I don't think De Gea yeah. was playing. Um, Howard Bellis. Did he Howard start? Howard Bellis. I think so. Yeah. This was sort of when all the loans were finished over. Liam Moore. Twenty Liam seconds Moore. left. Timon. Oh, Timon. Yeah. Alan. Alan. Thompson just come back from Indriante. He wouldn't have started then, would he? Would he? I think he played in the league game just before, so maybe he was given that full 90 minutes. Bye. All right, fine. We'll go. Four, okay. Um, Lamar, Joe, and Powell as well. I think. One. Um, Tyrese. Magic. Yeah, yeah okay. we said magic. Okay. So, fine. who's your goalkeeper? Bursic. 
What? Do, how many defenders have you got? Four. 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 Yeah. Four. How many have you got? Who are you? Yeah. Who have you got? <laughs> uh, we went Wil- Wilmot, um, Howard, Ballis, Moore, and Timon. All correct. Midfield. Joe Allen. Allen. Thompson. Or yeah. do you want to change that? Oh, well, never I'm not mind. Not sure if Tom Thompson started. Definitely well, Joe Allen. Well, Dan just said yeah. Who okay. have you got? Right. Okay. So. There's two midfielders. You've got four players left. What, what else? Well, we've said Madger right at the beginning. We've so. said Madger at the striker. So Madger, and that leaves three other players. We said Powell Campbell. and Campbell. Powell and Campbell, and then it's just that left mid. Um, oh. obviously, I don't think Brown started. you got th- any other um, name? Three, two, two right Phil- name at me. Three, two, right Phillips. one. Right Phillips. Right, you've Not got 11 out of 11, you jammy <laughs> gits. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you stole right, Phillips. I, did, I, I didn't think he'd even. No, got I had to think because obviously, point. was it was around when he played against Hull, wasn't it? Oh, this is disgusting. Really Can we have it more sharpness, please? You were right on the buzzer there. Next time, no points. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, because he played against Hull and then Fulham, and then it was like that cup game around, and he was coming into the team. So. Well going to go back and forth now this is round two. Oh god so and it, there's literally you've got five seconds if you can't name someone it's gone oh, god. and there is three six nine twelve fifteen eighteen players who scored for stoke this season oh my you're gonna have eight goes each i want somebody who scored at least once for stoke this who, season who's going who, first who's going first so, first can be Liam and Ben. So, Brown, 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 Brown. <laughs> Brown, yeah. Okay. So, straight over. And yeah, I. so Campbell. Uh, Campbell. Yeah. Josh Turner. Yeah. Nick Powell. Yeah. Tommy Smith. Yeah. Fletcher. Taken together. Yeah. Should we Should go with Wilmot? Baker. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, we, oh, we yeah. Now what? Now what? Um, okay. Def- We're Wilmot, obviously. Wilmot? Wilmot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have Branchich. No, Branchich hasn't gone. Uh, Sawyers. Yeah. Right, Phillips? Hmm. Yep. Clucas? Oh. oh. Yep. Oh, we stole it. Bidace. <laughs> oh, you did jamming here. Um, Defenders. Uh, did any? The season, no. Any of Three, um, two, um, one. Smith? I've got time that. Oh, Next. I don't know about that. I said Smith, anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. So your last last go. How many have we got left? Ben, this is your last go. Did Danny Bart? Oh, Madger, yeah, Madger's good. Yeah. Last go, Mike and Andy. Have you taken Baker off the list, or? Baker's gone, yeah. Um, Out of time. The The three that weren't mentioned. So I've got Brown gone, Baker's gone. Powell, Campbell, Surridge, Sawyers, Fletcher, Branchich, Timon, Klukas, Magic, Wilmot, Right, Phillips, Phil Gibbard, Smith. The three you didn't get are Suter, 
Off the guard. And in guard scored against the guard. In scored against Paul. In scored five goals against Swansea. Did he? <laughs> in scored a load. Yeah, I remember hey? that actually. <laughs> Super. I remember the new contract. <laughs> oh wait, can't do that. <laughs> when was right, Suter? Nice. So uh, we lost that one. I assume then, Dan. That yeah. So you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's actually bad level on that one points. Oh, you... come on. Is this last round? So it is now 17 points apiece. So, heading to round three, who am I? So, Andrew and Mike. (laughs) (laughs) We won that one, Andy. (laughs) No, you single-handedly won that one. So, stop your prattling about, lads. It's... it's, (laughs) It's nearly half past twelve for Liam. Come on, he's, <laughs> he's watching the he's got sun to be come up to work in the morning. <laughs> um, so I'll give you first views. So are you having the first player or the second on my list here? Um, we'll take the first. So clue number one. Obviously, it's five clues. If you get it on clue number one, you get five points. Clue number two, you get four points. Blah blah blah. Clue number one. I played forty games this season, scoring three goals. Joe Allen. Joanne didn't no. score, mate. Hey. <laughs> Clue number two. I was born in Shrewsbury. And good luck if you can guess him off that. Born in Shrewsbury. <laughs> Remain Sawyers? No, not Remain Sawyers. Clue number three. This is my second season with Stoke City. God, um, throw a name. Throw a name. Five, four, three, two, one. No. You got anyone? No. 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 Clue number four. I have thirty-three international caps. Question is who for? Uh, so he's a good player. Um, Jordan Thompson. No. Check it. Jack, no, no, no. Tom so, Jack. Clue no, number five, your final oh, clue. Man. I was signed on a free transfer and I will leave this summer on a free transfer. <sighs> Liam knows who it is. I think I do. Well, Mate, gonna, I, I, free I, transfers, you've, you've, only, you've only got three three players, haven't we, really? Unless they get mm-hmm. renewed. I've got Tommy Smith, but it can't it's be. Sam Klukas. Can't be. No, he's not going to free. We need to hurry up here, mate. This is shocking, this is. No, because Smith's out of contract, so he's not going on a free transfer, technically. The only one no, no answer? Head. No. Oh, mate, what a joke this one was. Terrible. So, he played 40 games, scored three goals. He was born in Shrewsbury. He signed on a free, leaving on a free. It's his second season with the club. 33 international caps for Liam. I'm going to say, is it Stephen Fletcher? It is, in fact, Stephen Fletcher, yes. But he was born in Shrewsbury. He was born He's... in Shrewsbury, yeah. To be well, fair, we not... can't say anything. Jacob Brown's Scottish and he was born in Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, he was born in Scotland. At what, what, what point did it click in? I thought the Shrewsbury thing would be like a red herring and just put yeah. everybody off. <laughs> uh, the, the, um, the, the caps and then the free transfer, yeah. Yeah. Good, good. So you, you Shocking. guys now have got a chance to build yourself a nice, healthy lead. Please be nice to us. 
So, clue number one. I have played 23 times for Stoke since signing in 2020. <laughs> Quiet, Andrew. <laughs> That's not many, is it? No, what? since 2020. 2020 is two years ago, so who do we sign yeah. in 2020? Um... Was that Anybody? Who, Any... Was that behind closed doors back then? Or... No, it wasn't. Yes, was it, it was. Uh, was it? Yeah, if we sign him in 2020. Do we sign... Is that summer 2020? I'm just saying 2020. Oh, you little sh- <laughs> um, <laughs> Who do we sign? I'm going to say 23 appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say goals? No, just 23 appearances. Just 23, so it's not many. Um, Morgan Fox? Yes. Nope. Clue number two. In 2017, I played in an under-17 European Championship final and also won the under-17 World Cup. What year was that? In, In 2017. So in 2017, I helped... My, t- my nation to reach the under 17 so final of the Euros and played in the under 17 World Cup and won that. Uh, and yes, and that, so I've got an addition to this. So they, they moved off because I run out of space. And in, 2019, <laughs> and in 2019, I was also nominated for the FIFA Golden Boy Award. Oh. So he's got to be around 22, 23, is what yeah. I've deduced. So. We'd assigned him when he was 20-ish. Uh, you have to move your arm if you've got a name. Alfie Doherty? No, not Alfie Doherty. Clue number three. So this is a tough one. <laughs> Doesn't help much. My height is officially recorded huh? as a surprising six foot. An official height is a surprising six foot. I'm trying to think who we signed. 23 games isn't much. That's what I'm getting hung up on. Could be one of the. um... I'll say, I can't. This is clue number three. Don't worry. When clue number five comes around, I am 100% sure you'll get it. Oh, that's a point. They would on their. I thought they would on their clue number five. All right, who's, we'll be um, yeah. <laughs> Who's come through? Who did we sign for, like the youth system? Who's sort of broken in a little Does bit? Does that count? Tasha Nugly Boo is what else, but he I... could have played twenty-three games. A golden boy, he must have been pretty good. Who we got? Who's pretty good? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we are where we are. <laughs> Maybe. Um, um... Oh God. Maybe DiMaggio Wright Phillips? Yeah, screw it. Yeah, saying DiMaggio? Yeah. It's not DiMaggio. Sorry about thinking that. So no, good my thinking. Clue number four, my debut was as a sub in a 5-1 win over Hull before my full debut was in a 4-1 final day victory over Nottingham Forest. Oh, for God's sake. Ben's got this. No, I haven't. What? I sort of was half oh. listening to the clue, actually. Can you repeat <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> So, for God's sake, does that mean you know who it is, Andy? Yep. Wonderful. Good. That doesn't help us in any way. Can you actually repeat <laughs> the clue? Because I was too busy thinking about players to not actually listen to the clue. Oh, okay. No. So, the clue is, 
my debut was as a sub in a 5-1 win over Hull before my full debut was in a 4-1 final day victory at Forest. Okay, so 5-1 was just before lockdown. And obviously the Forest was the end of that. That crazy season where game we first where got they... locked down. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, but who would we have signed that season? That's the thing. Um, 2020 suggested me we'd have signed him in the January. So we don't sign many players in January. Depends whether he's gone. And I still don't know. This isn't good Maybe, podcast content, yeah. is it? Maybe. <laughs> so, shall we move on to clue number five for one point? Well, Liam had might have a guess. Well, uh, maybe Sutar. No, not no, Sutar. So, the final clue: I refused a January loan move to Burton oh. to fight for my place in the side. Passion Oakley Bears. Yeah. No Golden way. boy. <laughs> this oh, is bad if I knew it from the first clue. I knew expect- clue one. They expected big things from him at Tottenham. You know what? I I I thought about him in Clue One, and I thought he's not played twenty three games for him. Clue Two is where I well really started thinking, where you mentioned him about winning the Under Seventeens World Cup and winning the Golden Ball. This is Ball. what I, I mean. Like, it's got to be. And you I, mentioned him on Clue Two as well. Then this is what I mean. I had him in <laughs> my head the whole like, way long. It's got to be. And, and I was then when so I heard hung the third up on one, it. when I heard the five one against Hull, I was thinking he came off bench and scored, didn't he? So yeah. can he, I just clarify? We won. So, Ben and Liam are one point ahead going into the uh, final round. So, <laughs> Andy and Mike, you get your friend, actually, every, everyone can't see that. Ben's just done the, the campiest dance you're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's half past 11, lads. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm shattered. So, you've, I've got eight questions for you. You've got 60 seconds to answer as many as you can and set Ben and Liam a target. Are you ready? Go on then. All about this season. Well, thank you, Tess. I wrote these questions a few days ago. Film <laughs> <laughs> with confidence, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. We're off. How many games did we play in total this season? 46. No, in, including cup games. Yes, in total. 54. 54. No, no. Keep, you can keep guessing. 55. No. 53. 56. <laughs> no. 52. Carry on. You're going, you're going the wrong 58. way. 58. <laughs> right, next. They, they shared 41 sub appearances, but who had more, Stephen Fletcher or Tyrese Campbell? Stephen Fletcher. Fletcher. Yes. Which loanee played the most games for us this season? Howard Ballis. Howard Ballis. Nope. Oh. Ostergaard. Nope. Uh... Sawyer's. Yes. Who did Nick Powell break his leg against? Everyone. <laughs> um, uh, oh. West Brom. No. Keep your. No. no. Move on then. This is terrible. Name three players who scored in the FA Cup. Major Campbell Sutar. There's two. The FA Cup. The FA Cup. Uh, Time it. Time it, yeah. Two players scored a brace this season. Name one of them. Uh, Jacob well, Brown. Brown. Brown, yeah. Nope. What? Tyrese. Yeah. Name the other. <laughs> that was a bit harsh. Um, 
Time's up. It was Stephen Fletcher against Cardiff. Oh, wow. I thought Brown had a brace. Really? I must admit, did he not score two against Wigan? Oh, I was just going through the league no, games. No, no, no. Oh. oh, he didn't say that, though. He didn't say Okay, then, Ben, for that, I'll give him an extra point. Well. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine, because I... I'm, play fairly. I, I, I play fairly, and if we're going to win, we're going to win properly. Later. I work hard, I play hard. <laughs> if you don't like it, go home. <laughs> <laughs> so how many was that done? Uh, so, well. Nick Powell broke his leg against Bournemouth, by the way. I was on holiday. You can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so you didn't get to question eight. Um, so you got, you got five. Five out of seven. Can we um, have a go at question eight without getting a point? Uh, no. So it would have been... Let me see if you can get this. Which home game had the highest official attendance this season? Any ideas? Well, not getting a point for it. Go on, Ben. Blackpool. Yes. Oh, yeah, Blackpool because yeah. of the free entry. £10 ticket. Andrew, yes. shut up. You can't give him help. <laughs> right, yo. So that puts them on 22 points. You're on 18. You need four to tie, five to win. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Steady. Go. I'll give you three to the side. How many goals did we score this season in total? 63. No. 54. No. Go up, up. 59. Nope. You can pass if you want. 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66. 67, you got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. 70 was the answer. So, which goalkeeper played the least amount of games? Joe Bursic, Jack Bonham, or Adam Davis? Davis. Davis. Davis, 15, Bonham, 17, Bursic, 21. So, which Loney had the most starts? Howard uh, Bellis. Oh, it was Harwood Bally's 24. So who won the who was the opposition for Harry Suter's final game for us this season before he got injured? Don't know. West Brom. Nope. No, it was November time. Sheffield United. Know. Nope. Preston, Middlesbrough. Can't. No. Do you want don't to pass? pass? Pass, pass, pass. Pass. It was Luton 1-0 win away oh, at Luton. Uh, name three players who scored for Stoke in the League Cup. Oh. Suter. Brown. Uh, not Brown, Suter's one. Uh, Fletcher? No. Sorridge? Sorridge is one. Uh, there five others. Branchich. Uh, no. uh, uh, Campbell was too early. Timer. Uh, Got four seconds. Oh, God. I don't know. Clucas. yeah. Yeah! Sorridge, did we say him? Oh, that's your time. Up. We said three, oh. haven't we? Sorry? We said three, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, you said three. Did that's your time up, as in there's no more questions. That's fine. Yeah. So you got through five. Ooh, you yeah. didn't get Suter, which means you got four right, which actually ties you up. <laughs> yes, so we, we promise this is not, like, fixed. Just, so we've got a tiebreaker. It's a good job I watched that Josh Tyvin video earlier this week, isn't it? So the first one who can come in and tell... Oh, what I want you to know... Is can you tell me the sequence from Bursic to time and scoring? Oh my! Oh, my. No way! We, we've got to get the whole sequence in order. Whoever gets whoever gets closest can will win. 
Lads, That's we're going to be here till, until 23-24 season. It's Neville oh, to Campbell. Are we all going to have like... I'm, I'm I must just be really bad because I can play that goal in my head. I know exactly... I, I know exactly where the You're passes have gone. gone you? I know where the passes yeah. have gone. I just don't know who had the ball at the time. Can you look it up, Liam? I can see the lights flashing in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Twitter up, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we have one go each? Because I think it's yeah. hard to like collaborate yes. on this one. So like, yeah. I don't know, just pick someone to say something first and just. Who wants to go first? I'm not gonna get this. <laughs> Can we know how many passes there were? Well, everybody. Then we'll what passed it back to um, basic. basic, and from basic that to Ostergaard. Is that where you're going with? So you're going first, Mike. So you're saying. Bursic to Ostergaard. Ostergaard to Smith, maybe. And then it would yeah. must have gone in must have gone inside then. So Smith inside to Grancic. Oh. Then no, it then. was Fletcher played a little pass back. Brown missed it into Powell time and then shot it in. Right, so that's your team's go. I'd say that's and that is horrific. <laughs> I was going to say almost everyone bar one touched it. Yes. So Andy so, has Andy has taken. Matt, wait till Mike get, sees him next. He's going to. Oh, <laughs> I'll pay for your drink next time, Mike. So you haven't got much to beat there, lads. So what do you reckon? Can we please work backwards? Yes. I'll Thank allow you. that. Timing. So timing, yes. Branchage. Yes. Blatcher. Yes, a lovely little back heel. I want to say. Now, there was an involvement from a Stoke player. I don't think he actually touched the ball, though. Okay, right. So, thank you for taking the word out of my mouth. Uh, yes. Smith? <laughs> yes. So, it would have gone down that side. Um, did you say Wilmot started the move? He did, he just off. If you watch any any video of it, it's the ball's going back to the keeper from where he's like he's knocked it back. Okay, so I thought he was the only one not to touch it. So I'm gonna guess it was Ostergaard who didn't touch it then, because I think it was one of the centre backs. Well, um, that's what I mean. From Bursic, they oh, didn't pass Wilmot as touching it. You were right. Okay, so Wilmot didn't touch it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're on Smith. I think it probably went along the midfield at that point. So, Alan? I don't know whether he was next. Someone would have put it through to Powell. I, I, I reckon it was Powell to Smith. So, is Powell next? Okay. So, keep going, keep going. Oh, that's probably wrong then, damn it. Um, no, 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 I'm not about to say. I'm just, yeah, keep going. I reckon, yeah, Powell... Alan. Who else would have been in midfield? Powell didn't even play, did he? I thought that he dummied it. I thought that was Jacob Brown who dummied that it. That was Brown who dummied it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So that, that's end of sequence, isn't it, Dan? Well, it was like, who was the most playing? accurate? Who was the most <laughs> accurate one? It's got okay. to be there. Yeah. I, think, I think they're probably. I did a simplified you, version of it. Too, yeah, though. you you skipped out like half the passes. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the end <laughs> sequence. I was thinking Mike was going to carry it on. 
We, we, we produced one of the most beautiful team goals the club has ever scored. <laughs> it was like Everyone got involved and you decided passes. to turn it into a hoofball exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we were now for? Where we just whacked it down the wing to Tommy Smith. <laughs> Um, uh, it was obviously right, I'm going to say I'm going to declare Ben and Liam the winners. I agree. That. I think well done, Ben. That was brilliant. Yeah. And I'll just say wow. Joe Bursic rolled into Ostergaard. He knocked it to Sutar. He knocked it back. In, in, it was in the centre. Back to Ostergaard. He played it to Alan. Alan turned on it. Played it to Klukas. Let it run across his body. Rolled it into the path of Smith's run. He popped it inside. Jacob Brown stepped over it. Stephen Fletcher back healed it. Brancic faked a shot and drew all the defenders in and played it into the path of time and who tucked it into the bottom corner via the goalkeeper's hand. We'd best wrap this up for the final time this season, In I think, because um, I dread to think how long this is going to be, even after edit. So I just want to say, Ben, Liam, thanks both of you for coming on, sparing your time. Liam, it's what, is it quarter to one in the morning now? Yeah, I might as well start work. You might as well, mate. Get yourself locked on, eh? Um, You'll be asleep by three o'clock. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, thank you for that, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, Both of you have been great this season, so thank you. Um, Cheers, lads. And and obviously, you know, Dan, Andy, uh, I know we'll always speak. We've got hopefully a few specials coming up to keep people busy during the the summer. We're working on them, so we'll we'll see. Um, Otherwise, that pretty much just leaves me to say uh, we'll see you next season for our promotion season. So... Right, see you soon, guys. Ben's shaking his head. <laughs> it's got to happen. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.